really going great. These dogs love walking themselves. No problems here. We don't need a master. <laughs> We're in like full up territory. Welcome to Tunnel Talk, a no facts, all feelings wrestling podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Anne. And I'm Leah. And how's everyone doing this week? <laughs> Did everyone, everyone doing, is that a funny Amazing. question? <laughs> Everyone's doing good? No, no I was sick. just really proud no of us unhappy. for nailing, we, we nailed that the third time and I just thought that was Yeah, great. guys, we actually hopped on this call like two minutes ago, <laughs> ready to go. Everyone's cheerful, healthy, cheerful, healthy, feeling great. Uh, just clicked play. No problems. No technical difficulties. <laughs> Woo! Clean, clean, clear sailing. <laughs> Normal. <laughs> Three smart girls with good mouthfeel. <laughs> oh, beautiful mouthfeel. <laughs> just roll us around a little. You're going to love what you feel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Leah, do you have something to say? Producer Marjorie, can you cut all of that? <laughs> None of, no, 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 no. Nothing's getting cut. Producer Marjorie. Only Nothing producer Marjorie will be cut. Things will be going smoothly. I know. Producer Marjorie is on vacation. So uh, as Anne said, we are three dogs walking ourselves. Yeah, falling and apart. Uh, yeah, it's like we're really unwell dogs. And so <laughs> our little leashes in our mouths just wandering lost. Yeah, it's like even under good circumstances should we walk ourselves no but right now with a lot of things going on it's a worse time than ever for independence speaking of problems hangman and dark order had their 10-man tag with the elite where they were fighting for uh the right to two challenges so for the tag team belts and for what i've called kenny's big boy belt Genuinely because I couldn't remember what belt Kenny has. I think that communicates it. Yeah. Uh, it's, the, it's the world champion belt, sure, I think. The, the big boy belt. The big boy belt, you know. Um, <laughs> Although that's funny in contrast to, like, Miro has the other belt, so like, he's Miro got has the, the little, little boy, boy belt. belt. And that's why the little boys keep coming for him. Because they're yeah. like, that's not for big boys. I think we're on to something, twink, actually. The twink belt, I would say. If Miro shouldn't be allowed to have the twink belt, there should be a rule against it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe they'll make one after this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. They're like, this is the last. It's like when the uh, when uh, Jeff Bezos and the other guy went to space, and then they were like, you're not astronauts, actually. They changed the definition of astronauts. That's what it's going to be like with the twink belt. They're like, we didn't realize that we had to tell big men that they couldn't have this little boy belt. But sure, yeah, we'll write that into the rules now because some of you don't know how to behave. <laughs> and now I wish it was like a, a little miniature little boy belt. <laughs> That'd be great. Probably fit in his luggage better. Maybe they should swap it and they should give him the women's belt. And then the women can get the little boy belt that's actually big. And Kenny still has his big boy belt yeah <laughs> okay well <laughs> this, this is a brain trust as per usual Ooh. um so they they did lose but i let's not get into that right away hangman did lose let's not get into that right away let's talk about let's start with the fashion what did we see fashion wise in this match first of all i want to say it's absolutely fucking crazy that this was the first match it it's was insane. wild that it wasn't the main event. Like it wasn't the closer. It was the longest one. And I was like riled up for the rest of the show and I could not focus on anything. <laughs> yeah. And I thought I would have time to get my dinner out of the oven as I usually do during the first match. And <laughs> I was trapped. <laughs> I was thinking back when I used to have tennis practice every Wednesday, how mad I'd be if I like got home 20 minutes in and that was what I had missed. <laughs> like, um, I like that we're like, they're not thinking of those of us who don't want to pay attention to the show right away. <laughs> I don't drop everything at 8, eight o'clock. I ease myself in. <laughs> but yeah, you asked about the fashions. Um, I did, yes. First of all, the fact that on BTE, Hangman, you know, received a garment that they didn't really show us, but like mm. teased it. And it Hangman was, was like, I think I'm going to change the colors. But he didn't. He wore but dark armor. I thought he did colors. change it. No. I don't oh, think so, because it was purple. 
Oh, well, he was box. wearing Dark Order colors, but maybe they gave him ones that weren't Dark Order colors, I and he the, changed them to be Dark Order colors. That was Did my interpretation. That? Well, I'm that sure. was my genuine interpretation for some reason, because well, he sounded so, like, nice when yeah. he was like, I think I might change the colors. And I was like, yeah, to be Dark Order colors. <laughs> well, I'm sure <laughs> he'll get corrected, but I'm almost positive when he opened the box, I could see it was black and purple. And his I thing was, was like, I'm not quite in the dark order. I was doing the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't even remember that. I didn't think I that we saw it at all. But <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, regardless of whether or not he changed the colors from purple to something. No, he didn't change them from purple to something else. Regardless of what he did with his clothes, it was very sweet. They all came out in purple and they were all wearing little purple kerchiefs. Mm-hmm. For cowboys. I found and it the, very emotional. Yeah. It was. And, and they had a little intro, uh, like, video thing where they talked about them all being cowboys, and it was very serious. But when you see the little Dark Order faces, you can't take them very seriously. I so it was And very I did think I was like, this is real cinematography because that, of that thing they did where yeah. they had the, like, little cowboy hat shadow, shadow. behind yeah. them. But they weren't wearing the mm-hmm. hat because you don't need to have a hat to be a cowboy because yeah. the hat is on the inside. Yeah. It's your all very spirit moving. that has a cowboy hat. Yeah. Exactly so. And uh, I rewatched it right before this, and all the the um, the like voiceover was about how cowboys pick themselves back up yes, and get they, back on the horse yes, and stuff. Which before yes. I knew the ending to the match, it was not quite as meaningful. But now, <laughs> now you're it like, is. hell yes, they do. They better. <laughs> they better. And the uh, the Chiron said the Dark Order for all of them instead of the Hangman in the Dark Order. Oh, I didn't notice that. That's very sweet. It was very sweet, and I was, like, very happy about it. So I think he might officially be giving in. Be giving in? I like that you said that. Like a woman who's been pestered to Uh, death into marrying a man. Listen, the Dark Order is nothing if not, like, romantic sex pests. (laughs) It's very true. true. I mean, they literally proposed to him and then I know after him afterwards yeah and they have been filming a porn for the ba- past few weeks on being yeah. the elite so they, as a classic romantic true. sex pest move we all know that <laughs> uh can i get one of my correspondents now to tell me what the elite were wearing <laughs> the elite managed to come out all in basketball uniforms um with basketballs dribbling them don Callis was in some cute little short shorts um they all had <laughs> personalized jerseys with uh numbers on them and ever in their names and stuff and uh they looked less deranged than usual and yet also more deranged i would say well it was so it was a space jam takeoff which was yeah. fantastic but also i want to add to that that they were actually wearing basketball pants they all got into the ring and then ripped it off like they were a fucking magic <laughs> mic and i was like this is the best show on television <laughs> Uh, it was great commentary. Got another little corporate synergy joke in, which I actually don't get tired of. Like every time <laughs> they say it, I'm like, yes, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. And they did bring it was it was a real kind of like psycho Space Jam energy. Yeah, honestly, that yeah. they brought to the table. Uh, it was a long match because there were a lot of men. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. what I, I think heard from both of you, and I agree, there were a lot of differently sized men, which, thank <laughs> fucking God. Yeah, there was. You could really never, tell those men apart. Right. Yeah. There's never a point with them where you're like, who? I can't even tell who that is. Like, they are all differently shaped, differently headed. Sometimes yeah. with the, I feel like there are a couple of Dark Order men that I've certainly mixed up before. Someone will tell me who they are. But I thought I knew them all when I was watching last night. I was like, I know these men for sure. Well, I think the mix-upable ones are like Stu Grayson and Alan Angels. And Alan Angels wasn't wrestling, right? Yeah. 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 He wasn't even there? No. Well, he came out with them, but he he didn't wrestle. Because they they have too many men. They have too many. No, I think you're right. Stu Grayson was. Stu Grayson was wrestling, and he was pretty good. He did some flippy stuff. Great, I didn't realize. I feel like I'd never noticed his wrestling (laughs) before. I know. I I agree. (laughs) I have only ever noticed him on BTE, but when he was wrestling, I was like, "Do I love Stu Grayson? He's doing (laughs) great." (laughs) Yeah, he did some great flips. I was like, "Boy, someone's been hiding his little light under a bushel, just like ten with his mask." Yeah. Right. Yeah. Evil Uno also, uh, was, he did I thought, cool was doing stuff. some really good moves. Mm-hmm, Do yeah. I remember them now? No. But I remember at the time, I was like, wow, <laughs> that that little Funko Pop collecting mouth breather. Sorry, Evil Uno, I do love you, but I did find out about your toy collecting, and I don't approve of that. <laughs> Nor should you. I know. Well, it's just like, 
yeah, Dark Order, silly boys, they can they can wrestle those differently sized men. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's exactly the compliment they were looking for. They're going to hear this and be like, yes, someone acknowledges it. Thank we can so wrestle much. and we're all different sizes. <laughs> I was so happy to have John Silver back too. He oh, was yeah. I know. He's a little charmer. Yeah, he didn't do that much. Maybe he did. He, he did, didn't. but he like did some lifting Holman on his broad, tiny shoulders quite yeah. a few times. So, so he must like, be oh, fine. And there was a point at the end where he was like almost the last person left. Like I think he was the second to last. And Hangman, they mm-hmm. kept saying, was like unconscious on the apron or something. And yeah. it was just John Silver in the center. And he was he's so little and he kept taking on so many men. Oh, so many he's men. So he was little. fighting for his love hangman. <laughs> I know they did have a very tender moment. They yeah. really like, well, did. Yeah. I can't not see it. I mean, I can. <laughs> well, OK, well, moving on. Anyway, <laughs> um, were there uh, I thought there were some good character moments, too. Like you really mm-hmm. got especially when we got down to the Jacksons and yes. Kenny and when it Hangman. was the three of them facing down Hangman alone. I got a real frisson there. You know, it was mm-hmm. just like an extremely activating moment. Yeah. I mean, the fact is that it's like they do a they all do a really good job of being like ex-best friends. <laughs> yeah. 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 It felt really charged. Actually, um, like within the last couple of weeks, I watched um, Revolution from last year, the pay-per-view, like 2020. Um, I was actually watching it just because I wanted to watch Orange Cassidy's first big singles match, but I watched the whole thing. And the tag match between Kenny and Hangman and then the Young Bucks was there. And it was also like an extremely like charged and emotional um match it was like the craziest thing i've ever seen i was like these guys can craft craft a little narrative yeah friendship right ex-friendship right yeah definitely been working us up so then ultimately um actually someone tell me how it ended (laughs) (laughs) no No. so john silver got um got out and then it was only hangman facing down the three elite and then um there was, was there was cheating with the belt, right? Or there was there were three belts out there. Yeah, yeah the belts were coming for him. I yeah. was also was confused because is there ref that they bought? Like, is he still bought or not? He didn't seem to be. I think Don Callis said something about how the ref wasn't cooperating. Yeah, it was like okay. against them or something. That's good. I, yeah, <laughs> I was ca- I was catching on to that, but yeah, but then I think Hangman kind of knocked the Jacksons down outside the ring, and then it was just him and Kenny, and then mm-hmm. Kenny pinned him, which was very yeah. upsetting. Mm-hmm. I know it was really upsetting. It was really shocking. It was extremely so- shocking. I really, especially when I was rewatching it before this podcast, like I I hadn't put together that like Hangman's from North Carolina and the show was in North Carolina, so it was like because when Kenny came out, they were like the announcer was like, and the only man in this match who's from North Carolina, Kenny Omega. And I was like, what are you guys talking about? But then it was like, oh, right, hangman. But so to do that, like in front of a hometown crowd too, like I was not expecting it. Which actually makes sense if you want real heat out of it. Yeah. I guess. So that is, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It was very good, like sports narrative stuff. Like I really just thought I like knew what had to happen and then it didn't happen. And I was like (laughs) real taken aback by it. Um, I did feel like a real sports fan whose team had gotten defeated. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that if any, if anybody in AEW has earned us giving them like the, like giving them room to be like, there's something good coming. It's hangman. He knows how to control a narrative, but at the same time, I just have been so bummed where I'm like, I know there's got to be something coming, but like it really did take the wind out of my sails for the rest of the episode. You know, like I was just like, but hang man. <laughs> yeah, I'm real interested to see what they do, because like they did make a big deal about how like if he lost, then he couldn't challenge yeah. for the title, which was at the time was like, yeah, that's like what it means to lose your title shot. Um, but now like it's definitely setting the stakes up more. So I assume they're going to have to like have him rules lawyer his way out of it somehow but yeah and we have seen him do some rules lawyering before with yes. with some contract stuff with Matt Hardy so that is some setup mm-hmm. um it's interesting because I had really like just gotten I also had gotten in the mood I was like oh yeah so he'll win and then they'll fight it all out and I was shocked when he didn't and then I was like returning to an earlier mode where when they announced all out and they were making the push that 
week on Dynamite to like where they were clearly setting up like it's going to be Kenny and right. Hangman. Mm-hmm. I remember saying like it seems really early to be pushing yeah, Kenny did. Hangman for the beginning of September. Yeah. And then I was like, well, it's true. They do have to sell the tickets based on that. So in that sense, I was like, yeah, I guess I was kind of wondering, like, how are they going <laughs> to fill six weeks, basically, yeah. until all yeah. out? Because you can't just, you know, like, what are you going to do with the storyline? Right. So it does make a lot of sense to me for them to be like, no, we want to do something different. We have to fill the time. And then also I am like, I do prefer a little backroads route. Like I don't yeah. really want the setup where it's like they just win all the like established, you know, whatever challenges. Yeah. Well, and also it's, like if Ken, if Hangman had like pinned Kenny this time, it's like not as emotional for him to like exactly. actually beat him and win yes. the belt. Yeah. Which I was thinking about uh, when I was, I hadn't really appreciated it until I had to ask someone what the rules of the match were. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I don't really don't want Hangman to pin Kenny and it, doesn't mean that he gets the belt like I only want to see it happen when it's like yes now I can cheer for my boy like they would have had to do it in such a way where it's like you know John Silver but it's like no one could pin Kenny like they would have had to like pin a good like Kenny would have had to get knocked out on a technicality or something and then like pin Doc Gallows to win the title shot or something yeah so I don't know what they're gonna do I don't have any clue what they're gonna do no I it's funny with wrestling because it's not like it is you're right Leah that it's like this is the storyline that I trust the most to yeah. be like I think you're gonna do yeah. something cool a lot of times with wrestling I'm like you're either gonna do something cool or you're gonna pretend this never happened and I'm gonna be <laughs> right. like you I'm sorry <laughs> like, excuse me we were following that plot line so it'd be bonkers to drop this one like at this they stage really like it's impossible that's, really what, that's what Sarah was doing to me last after night. two years of it. <laughs> when, when I was like well we're just tired of it yes, yeah. you know and they never won again. <laughs> when I well, that's the thing. So when I was watching it last night, and I was like, I can't believe this happened. What if what if they don't do Kenny Hangman at all out? And in all seriousness, Sarah was like, Oh, they probably won't. They're probably gonna do like you know Kenny Christian Cage. And I was like, Fuck you! And she was like, No. What about Brian Cage? And she was said like, it in genuine in genuine seriousness. No, she, she was, was fucking you up. No, she was yeah, fucking okay. with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. you your your wording really. I was like, Uh, <laughs> that's not the impression I got of Sarah. She really seems to know what's going on. <laughs> no, so, she, and she was fucking with me. Yeah, no. Okay, good, good, good. It was just very good, hateful. Good. It was a little hateful banter between hateful. friends. Oh, everyone, <laughs> everyone loves being mean to their friends. Oh. Yeah, um, it will be really good though if Hangman like has to take this defeat and then actually like pick himself yes, back up like yes. a cowboy and like. Uh, you yes. know face his failure and go after it again like that's showing some character growth I think yeah. which is the important part of the storyline who were they saying <laughs> okay Leah you speak because I just saw your little face no I mean <laughs> I, listen again if I'm gonna trust anyone it's gonna be them but if they were gonna have hangman have a setback this is not how I would have done it I think that there was a lot of like emotion and like build up, and then to have like the opening match go like this, I just wouldn't have done it this way because I feel very weirdly blue balled and like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like I don't, it just it doesn't feel like narratively satisfying in any way. And so like, I I don't I don't disagree that that they needed to fill something and it wouldn't have been fun for Ken, Hangman to pin Kenny last night I agree with that I just don't necessarily think that what they did was exactly what I would have wanted I guess I I don't think anything is going to feel narratively satisfying until we get the next stage in the narrative like there's almost nothing that could have happened that was a setback that in the moment I would be like oh yeah this feels great yeah (laughs) I love it and I Uh, honestly really liked being surprised because it's pretty rare yeah so I like was really impressed with them that they managed to totally pull the rug out from under me because it's like oh that was like I really thought you were you zagged on me you know right I was was like we're I think we're gonna take I-95 the whole way through Delaware they got off in Newark guys (laughs) where are we going I don't (laughs) know how are we gonna get there (laughs) how are we're not gonna pay the tolls I'll tell you that this is a little inside baseball uh Okay, well, we've given them a lot of time. Is there anything anybody wants to say uh, that we haven't covered yet? 
yes, I would like to discuss uh, Nick Jackson setting him up for the coolest trick, tr- setting himself up for the oh, coolest yeah. trick shot of all time, and then and missing it, <laughs> mouthing no. into the camera. That's like redoing it and then mouthing into the camera. That's how it was supposed to go. And then the crowd <laughs> chanting, "You still missed." <laughs> I know that was. So funny. It was, and that actually was a perfect payoff to all yeah. of Nick Jackson's trick shots. Yeah. So they get, they gave us one huge win last yes. night. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we will come back to that actually a little later in the show. Cause we got a couple segments that touch on that. Uh, it does. I will just briefly say it does seem like there's some stuff going on with Brandon Cutler. I didn't fully understand kind of some of what was going on in this week's BTE, but maybe we'll hit it again next week. Cause it seems like it'll still be going on. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so let's jump into some other less emotionally charged stuff. (laughs) Uh, Lance Archer fought Hikaleo. So this was Lance Archer's first challenger for the IWGP United States heavyweight belt, I believe. (laughs) Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Someone is still going to tell me that that was wrong, and it probably is. Um, But Hikaleo was his first challenger. This man is so big. He was so So cute. So cute. Such beautiful hair. Mm-hmm. I mean, the most beautiful hair I've ever seen. And he seen knows in my it. Life. Yeah. I yeah. love how he much he had it knows down. It. it was in his face. It he got was in just... his face so much, and he kept like raking it back. Yeah. I mean, he has he some good raking it back. Beautiful good curls. Raking, beautiful curls. Beautiful curl definition. The, just perfect everything. No, yeah. not, not a critique of the hair, which is so impressive for wrestling curling oh, yeah. men yeah most of them really can't do it they're doing their own thing but his is just actually beautiful beautiful i mean great <laughs> and handsome man brought his literal father out with him which i was a little taken aback by i was like that's not <laughs> kind of what we're usually talking about a little different <laughs> i like it i just took me a minute to adjust sometimes wrestling men bring their sons but um yeah it's, it's, it's more rare to bring your father although i think his I dad might be a wrestler his dad is a wrestler yeah so. i assumed it wasn't just his random father <laughs> <laughs> this is how, well you know the young bucks father Anne did get like <laughs> take your dad to work day <laughs> kidnapped by whoever that's true but <laughs> i don't know why i was about to say that's different but it kind of does feel that way like i'm like yeah a young buck's father would have to be involved <laughs> oh he's managing hikulio also he's signed the dad is signed to all elite wrestling now his wikipedia page says great yeah well good for him uh <laughs> So, okay, well, I loved him. Uh, I thought it was a good match. Uh, Archer won, Mm -hmm. which I think felt kind of like a foregone conclusion. Uh, I felt really, like, kindly towards both men. I loved the big boys (laughs) fight. Yeah, They were so big, and then they both looked like average size fighting each other, which was very weird just because, like, the scale was the same. Well, what was funny is that the ref was Bryce, and so I think one of our friends was like, one of these large men is going to step on Bryce and not even notice. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I believe – I'm probably getting this wrong, too, but um, now Archer – I don't know why I'm calling him Archer instead of Lance. It's like, I'm like, now that he's a, he has a championship, I got to create a little bit of distance. I can't be as familiar with him. Um, Tanahashi is challenging him yeah. from NJPW. Very so exciting. the door swings ever wider. Uh, and I believe that fight is going to be in LA. Yeah. I think they said on dynamite that it was going to be in Japan, but then like late breaking news is that they switched it to LA. Yeah. Yes. Is it so, COVID related late breaking news or who knows? I don't know that they said it explicitly, but I think yeah, I, don't, I think that was the implication because I think Japan is not doing well like, with the post Olympics. Japan's yeah. just going to be in bad shape. No. Um, yeah. So that's exciting. Any further thoughts? No, I'm psyched. I mean, I've heard of Tanahashi, so that's exciting for me. I yeah. think I must have seen some Tanahashi matches, but. You know I don't know for sure. <laughs> I mean, who could say? I just know that he's beautiful and some men want to kiss him. And I won't say any more about that. Yeah. Uh, also on Dynamite last night, we had Ricky Stark celebrating becoming the 
it is the FTW championship. <laughs> Guys, yeah. it's not a good night for me. But as I said, uh, actually, I think I said on the pod, I'm having a great week. So let's, let's stick with that narrative. And I'm getting so many things right because of it. He celebrated his FTW championship by bringing out a brass band. Uh, which, which was I extremely, I know, I loved it. It was very extra. It made me be like, oh, right, I do love Ricky Starks. <laughs> we just haven't seen him. I mean, we have recently, but there was a period where we weren't seeing him that yeah. much because yeah. of his broken neck. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I loved it. But he's he's a real drama boy, you know? He brings a lot of, brings a lot of energy to things. <laughs> that was my thing when he was sauntering down the ramp in his white little outfit and his kicky little shoes with that he's look always on in his like a face. hillary clinton pantsuit uh, yeah <laughs> full, it's a full pantsuit i was boy. like this is the only kind of person i want to have the belt like ricky is <laughs> the one who is doing it right like he's just he's so proud of himself and he's so feeling himself oh he was yeah it was good and, and the FTW belt is just funny because it's like Taz just made, up. made it up. <laughs> like gave it to Brian Cage for no reason, <laughs> basically. So I did um, also think about how I love that when the heels win belts, they always host a little party for themselves. <laughs> and I was like, has any face done that? They just like get the belt. No. I guess have we even seen any faces get a belt since being wrestling fans? Oh, that's an Maybe interesting no. question. I think we saw Possibly Darby not. get it since we... I- don't I think don't we remember. Did. Yeah. I think Darby was the TNT champion when we started watching. Oh, we, either he was or it was like I really think it was early on. Cody's second. Didn't we see him take it from Cody? We might have. It was like so no early on that, that I, that. I didn't guess know who they were. Maybe. But anyways, you are right that when when faces get it, they're often like, and the voice of righteousness stepped out and announced me as champion, and I am I am just now doing this because it's a burden that I wear. And it's like <laughs> the heels are like, look at me go, baby. <laughs> no, it's like I got burgers, I got a party girls, I've got a brass band. Faces have to be humble, you know. Ricky Starks did make a little speech dunking on Brian Cage and he called him inbred, which I was like, that's the funniest out of nowhere little insult for Brian Cage. But I guess he is like really huge. So I guess yeah, that but could like, be. I mean, I guess they the don't want to like point out what it really is. But, yeah. like, but that'd be a better dunk, though. I know, I know. Well, Where's Brian Cage from? Protecting the business. Is that Where another is southern from? incest oh, dunk? Oh, is it? I don't know. I'm looking. Brian Cage. No, he's from California. Well, you know, in the in the Fundy Belt in California, maybe it's from of the- Chico, I mean, California. So maybe Ricky Starks is from the South. So it'd be very funny if this was his yeah, back, he where started. he's like, all people from California are inbred. <laughs> yeah, I'd love that. Let's start. I'm gonna, That's, as a Southerner, yeah. start doing that. Great, perfect. <laughs> inbred Californians. Um, so, Allie, there oh. is something on the schedule that I do want you to reveal to our listeners who deserve to hear it. About I was hey. pretty scandalized. <laughs> so, guys, I did just learn yesterday that Hook is Taz's son. I, but actually, I think I must have. It's almost worse. I'm like, I, think I must have learned it at one point. But it wasn't interesting have. enough to me to so, hold in my head. Why do? You, why did you think this? This teen boy teen. was just coming out with I don't that. know why you're saying that like it wouldn't be happening with any faction on AEW of course a rando teen boy could be coming out with any faction most of them don't have fathers at the company he Dante just, Martin doesn't have a father at AEW but okay, he's but still he basically wrestles. a minor who's allowed to wrestle but he wrestles. I don't know Leah Lots of people don't wrestle. Jade never wrestles. I saw Jade again this That's week. I'm, all I've seen Jade do for four months is cut promo. Of course, she's hot, but what's going on there? This is how well, I get canceled. You made me the happiest person that's ever lived when okay. I read that sentence. <laughs> I'm, really that. I'm really glad I could do that for you, and I'm glad that I can probably make all of our friends really happy. When they- <laughs> and they'll be happy to know, too, that I did not reveal it when I figured it out during our group watch by reading something on Twitter I was like should I say this and then I was like no <laughs> <laughs> nothing I really this week <laughs> I really can't hear it right now <laughs> uh, um okay Brian Cage eventually showed up looking really mad and huge and frankly inbred and uh, <laughs> 
Ricky Starks did his classic thing where he like skitters out of the ring, which I <laughs> absolutely love. Like nobody turns tail and flees like Ricky Starks. Brian Cage also put a man's head through a drum <laughs> because I loved it. Recall, the band was there. Yeah, the band yeah. was there. It was beautiful. It was such like a gun in the first act payoff for me seeing that man's head go through that drum. <laughs> I know. It was a little better than the usual wrestling thing of like if there's a thing big enough for a body to be in a body's probably <laughs> right. in it this was better if someone had hopped out of the drum that would have been pretty intense yeah that would have been a little intense especially because a man was holding the drum right exactly <laughs> but it felt a, like a little more unexpected even though of mm-hmm. course as soon as it happened i was like well it was a big drum so yeah <laughs> right. of course somebody like, went through it yeah totally but, but it was like there should have been like a big cart full of watermelons for them to throw someone in and knock over to just like a classic movie it, trope i think it, it's great that ricky starks is naturally seems so extra that it's like you didn't really think like this band is here to be props you're just yeah, like yeah totally. of course the man brought a band <laughs> right yeah it's like no further questions He's celebrating. i know actually ricky starks like clearly has a natural personality that does just make it very believable he'd bring a band and stuff i feel like that's like just such an asset for a pro wrestler <laughs> like, <laughs> it's being it's very true. flashy <laughs> right and and having people be like this could be totally this could be a this could be a a work <laughs> I think, or this could just be your totally natural way of being. Who can say? I'm Who can not say? covering myself in glory tonight. <laughs> fine. Uh, so I did think that we should, we have to do a little vote. Um, we have two major prop work segments in just the, the first few sections of dynamite. So we have Nick Jackson doing his trick shot and we have Brian Cage putting the man <laughs> through the drum. <laughs> Only prop one of them award. can get the Oof. prop work award, ladies. We're not giving these things out willy nilly. It's, no. it's one. No matter how hard they try, which they really were. I feel like they've been stepping it. it up quite a bit. Yeah. Like they heard about this award and they were like, "Yeah, that's accessible." <laughs> <laughs> well, not as accessible as you think. Okay. No, some weeks, two of so, you are really going for it. And... Yeah, maybe if it's like if you got backstage and made a calendar and you spaced out your prop work extravaganza, <laughs> then yeah, you could all get the prop work award. But you can't all have it tonight. So who are you guys voting for? I vote for the drum. I love the drum. The drum. I also am going to vote for the drum. I've been thinking about it since you told us you were going to ask that. And I went back and forth a bunch of times. But I think <laughs> I think the drum was successful. And the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If Nick had made the trick shot, maybe he could get a problem. Right. Board. Exactly. That's Ooh, what I thought, too. It's a burn. <laughs> yeah. Nick, maybe if you practice a little more. <laughs> you know, although the it- trick shot was better in a meta way in terms of long-term storytelling (laughs) trick shot was much funnier but i agree that it's like i and i i think if you just watch the show and based on everything else i just described about why the band worked it's the drum so let's give that one to little ricky starks good for you buddy congrats (laughs) ricky starts in a unanimous vote I know. I like that I'm like, it's like Brian Cage did do the shoving, I believe, but that's neither here nor there. This was Ricky's show. You know, maybe Ricky and Brian share that award for some great teamwork. I don't think they want to share an award right now, but maybe in time they will be friends again. <laughs> this could be their get-along award. I was, it's their get-along shirt, except it's yeah. an award. Yeah. <laughs> Just put them both in the drum and make them stick together. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> wow, I'm a happy girl, finally. Uh, okay, finally. well, let's. <laughs> the rest of this podcast has made me pretty miserable. The rest but... of this podcast is also making me happy, but life is made. Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, okay, so uh, if we just F- keep alluding to things that don't really nothing, sound normal, nothing is happening. It's just, guys, I have those midsummer doldrums. Like, it is a real. She's got an to, ear infection, guys. This I do have an ear infection. I have some mental issues. Um, <laughs> really a crazy thing to say. It's yeah. also crazy that me and Anne just laughed. Like she was, she was like, like, oh yeah, our the third issues. co-host was like really going through stuff, and me and Anne were like, ha! Ah! You little shit. It's like there are some podcasts where the, my co-host would say something nice to me, but my co-host <laughs> laugh at me, and actually that's what I like. Uh, Imagine how disgusting you'd hate it, it is. If we said something yeah. yeah imagine if we got really... imagine if we got silence no. we got very yeah, quiet we're like, and we were like Allie we'll always be here for you <laughs> oh my god that's a threat actually 
<laughs> I don't know, but do you know, I did have a thought uh, when I was leaving the bathroom. Uh, we can cut all of this if we want. But I, when I was leaving the bathroom early, I was just like, you know, sometimes you get that feeling where it's just like, life is just a, like a flat plane out ahead of you. And there's like no. nothing to nothing good to think about and nothing to look forward to. And it just seems like life will kind of always be horrible. And then I was like, that's depression, babe. <laughs> Oh what, what you just described, <laughs> buddy. It's like straight out depression. of a Subalta commercial. Do you ever feel like life is a flat, empty plane ahead of you? It's like the little gray Zoloft egg is just looking at me like, okay. Right. Well, the joke's on you, buddy. I am already taking you. Just not that consistently. Uh, okay, let's move on. FTR fought Santana and Ortiz I tuned out the match I think it was right after the Dark Order match is that right I it think so might have been because I, I also tuned it out I feel like I was doing a lot of emotional processing I needed some breaks in the rest of this yeah. episode yeah yeah great well we don't have to talk about it I just <laughs> someone tell me who won well I do want to <laughs> oh talk God, a I little don't know. bit <laughs> wait, that's wait, a great wait, wait. question <laughs> there is something I do want to talk about though oh, which sure, was yeah. Cash getting hurt which there is something that Marty and Sarah always bring up, which is that whoever is doing the camera work for AEW loves to like <laughs> zoom in where when something's happening that the wrestlers and the refs wish wasn't zoomed in. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like they catch them bleeding all the time and that kind of stuff. There definitely <laughs> was a cameraman who zoomed in on the ref turning to either Santana or Ortiz, I don't remember, and being like, he just cut his arm open. Stall. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I missed that. That's oh, really no. funny. I he actually pointed to his arm, too, and like, made like, a slashing. And I was like, guys, you don't actually have to zoom in for this. This is it's actually completely <laughs> cool. On purpose, you should zoom out. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of time That's to get away. That's very funny. I did notice this is not that, but that during Elevation this week, at one point, they were doing something, and Eddie was just like, the camera should be on this. Like, he was like, basically <laughs> was just like, guys. Please make sure that you're getting that change. <laughs> That's the thing people want to see. Um, yeah, okay. So, well, I assume that S- Santana and Ortiz won. No, 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 no. FTR no, won. they lost? Yeah, so it was FTR actually... Won? Well, it was actually kind of interesting because once the ref called the audible, you saw all of a sudden Santana... Like, I think I th- someone's, someone's going to get mad at me when they're like, you fucked yeah. this up. But, like... One of proud and poor, powerful. I need Immediately. a mnemonic for Santana Ortiz because, like, I couldn't tell FDR apart, and then someone gave us a mnemonic, and now I can, and I need one for Santana Ortiz. Me too. Yeah, but one of them, in like, as soon as the ref said that, like, kind of exited the ring very, like, quickly, and then they did like one more spot, and then the remaining FTR. So it was, it must the have been Dax. FTR. So. <laughs> So Dax, FTR. Dax, <laughs> Dax pinned the other member of Proud and Powerful. And then like immediately, like the second that he was like, they called three and like was like, you win it. Dax flew out of the ring to go like crouch over cash. And Aww. I was like, I wish I was interested oh, in sweet. FTR because this whole segment has been very interesting. Right. I'd love to be activated by this, but unfortunately, yeah. Uh, Again, I wasn't watching it. That, it sounds interesting. I'll go back and take a look. I have to check that out. <laughs> well, you uh, know me. I'm always trying to get my girls to watch FTR. <laughs> you guys wouldn't believe how much time Leah puts in behind the scenes on this Woo. one. She's like, I'll, I'll make fans out of them yet. Listen, Just. my podcast notes are 90% FTR. <laughs> <laughs> and I cut them every time I make this. Like, nope. Leah, not this week. <laughs> no, Leah. I'm not doing badly enough for that. But Down to the grab she, bag, Now Leah. she got me. Uh, in other Bloodsport men news, Jericho also mm. fought Nick Gage. I know his name. Uh, <laughs> and this was a death match. This uh-huh. was a, right? Yeah. It was, yes. This is the first time I just looked up what a death match was because in the middle of the match, I was like, death match, but no one ever dies. <laughs> As I'm saying it, I'm like, I do think that Sarah from Marty and Sarah also has said something like that. <laughs> so my, my hand to hers on the glass. But um, 
I didn't know anything about Nick Cage. I feel like you guys did for some reason. Is that wrong? Uh, well, just because, well, like, last week they announced yeah. him and they said stuff. Like, they were like, oh, this man robbed a bank without a mask and this man... Well, I thought you guys knew then, too. Because I, I, for some reason I was like, Leah and Anne both were just like, oh, Nick Cage, everyone knows about him. Well, I did because I follow Joey Janela on Twitter, and I have to say, he's a very informative Twitter follow if you want to oh, know really? what's going on in the indie Change world because yeah. he, he retweets <laughs> a lot of stuff about what's going on in indie wrestling and so I knew his name because Joey just kept retweeting every time he would do something fucking insane which is a lot of the time apparently the man is like does it. not care about his bodily integrity well apparently one time like in another death match he got hit by a light tube and like it cut like some of the blood vessels under his armpit, which are ones that will like kill you for sure. Oh. Cause it's like major arteries and stuff, but like it didn't luckily didn't suffer one of those major arteries, but it, he like, he almost died. So it's like, Oh great. <laughs> Glad to hear that. As I watch him hit people with fluorescent light tubes, <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see a man die on my screen. Yeah, this oh, one sure, was a little much for me. I'll say yeah. up front. Yeah. Well, it's funny. It both was a little much, but also when they kept getting out like increasingly big fluorescent light bulbs. So I read online via Google.com <laughs> that the fluorescent light bulbs feature in a lot of death matches because presumably because they break so easily yeah. and they're sharp, you know, I, I get the mm-hmm. whole thing. But my number one, like men with fluorescent light bulb memory is that when I was in college for some reason there were a bunch of them they left a bunch of them on the grass outside one of the dorms like they clearly had been changing them out and just a bunch of fucking dumb freshmen were using them as lightsabers and like fighting with them and then we all got in trouble and we had to like run away like you know it was a little little college adventure so every time he was wielding the light bulbs I was just like oh that's just like little Will Hopkins (laughs) I was I thought of something similar which is that uh, when I found out when one, two of my friends were getting married that in Jewish weddings, when the groom steps on the wine glass, a lot of times it's not actually a wine glass that's mm-hmm. in the cloth. It's actually a light bulb because it crushes so easily. It crushes so easily. You don't have one of those terrible moments where the guy can't actually crush it and it makes a satisfying noise. And so like, I just had that thought every time they would break the, <laughs> the wine glass. Like, it just like, oh, makes a satisfying so noise. Satisfying oh, I noise. thought you were going to be like, and I just thought this is the wedding. Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I was really getting activated. The Jewish wedding, <laughs> the Jewish wedding of Nick Gage and Chris Jericho really lit me up. Oh my, oh my God. God. It seems like any custodian that leaves a bunch of fluorescent light bulbs You're asking outside for a it. freshman dorm. I know. It's, it's like, like that person needs to be like taken to HR and like given a little lesson in what college freshmen are like. I know. I fully agreed. Um, so yeah, so it was very bloody match. Chris Jericho was wearing his little pain maker gimmick. Uh, <laughs> I did. We'll let Anne talk about it. I want to say my one thing that I was like, I am obsessed with this. It's so stupid. Is that Chris Jericho was just in a feud with someone whose thing was that they're the rainmaker. So he decided to be the pain maker. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, all right. One of our followers actually sent us a couple videos to watch, and I wonder if it that I of course didn't learn their names because I'm terrible, but I did. <laughs> I did watch the video she sent us. So thank you very much, uh, person whose Twitter handle I <laughs> completely oh, lost. No. <laughs> the show is out of control. <laughs> We're doing amazing. But anyways, fans it, I mean, continue to listen. <laughs> Obviously, they're gonna love it. Everyone like you literally can't get a shout out from us because we can't <laughs> our brains are too bad <laughs> well i just like typed in our twitter to just go remember what it was and i couldn't remember what our twitter was called so <laughs> we're really doing oh, fantastic no. wow. oh good feels okay well feels how great. much how much more can we say about any of this i do think we should just have a quick conversation so when i was making the schedule i was like We've got two contenders for the prop work award. We're going to have a little vote. That'll be fun. Then I got to this part of the schedule and was like, they did use a lot of props. I'm using air quotes here. (laughs) But for some reason, I'm like, there's no way that this could ever get a prop work award. It's not prop work. Do you guys agree or disagree? And if so, what distinction do you think we're making here? Well, so I think I think they are props like the same way like I think a folding chair is a prop if they use it but I don't really think it's a great contender for a prop work award because it's not very creative like I'm not going to give you an award for like throwing someone on thumbtacks it's like sure it's a prop but like yeah you and everybody else 
I guess I almost am like, though, I'm like, if it's you and everybody else, is it even a prop? Like, I'm like, if I don't see a little theater, (laughs) is it a prop at all? (laughs) What is the nature of a prop, you know? (laughs) I did say, I was thinking about it, and I was like, I think the props have to be integrated into, like, a little story in the scene uh, to really be a contender for a prop work award. That's, yeah. So that's something I'm keeping for sure my eye for on. the award. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that. Like my co-hosts are looking at me like, "Well, she's not right, but we just can't argue <laughs> with her right now." Of course, well, a prop is a prop. Yeah, I mean, it's like I certainly agree that uh, they can't get an award for just being boring props, but I, I do think they're still props. I think so. that a, a chair in many men's hands is not a prop. But a chair in Sean Spears' hands <laughs> is a prop because I he is doing a comedy routine <laughs> with that chair. Do you think he's aware that it's a comedy routine? I don't care at this point. It's like he is one of the, if he doesn't know, then he is an undiscovered talent even unto himself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even unto himself. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Oh, well, let's. About the pain maker, uh, the one other slightly relevant thing that I did learn about it is that his face paint is based on Kiss face paint. Yeah. But that's distressing to me. I don't feel like he's doing a good job of uh, putting no, the I band would, Kiss face wouldn't paint call it, well, wouldn't call it amazing work. <laughs> well, he did cut a very good promo in the video that Girl Sees the Moon sent us. Oh, nice. nice. Nailed it. Good work. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, that's the, is that the end of that story? Oh yeah, that's <laughs> it was a really good. Listen, you can check our Twitter replies. It was a it was a great video. I watched it. It was great. Oh my god! You know, I've also pulled something in my shoulder, and I thought it, I had fixed it, but the more I've been laughing, oh, no. the more it hurts. Allie. The laughter is hurting you. Yeah, this is also a symbolic commercial. Allie, I'm here for you whenever you want to talk. Shut whenever. <laughs> Eat dirt. Okay, <laughs> moving on. I can't. I had some other stuff. We can't talk about it, guys. We have so little time left, so we just got to keep. What keep have talking. we even done in this episode? We got to cut like ten minutes of the uh, stuff we, we don't said. Have to, we actually don't have to cut anything, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe we do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so we had a lot of promos. It felt like this week, like just promos, yeah. standalone promos. I wasn't. I didn't object, but it was hard for me to remember what happened in all of them. So we saw Mox. He was hot. That was kind of my big point. That's yeah, my big takeaway. He, yeah. he looked good. Looking really good. good. Yeah. Just it was funny agreeing with him. because Cody was also on paternity leave, but Cody got soft and uh, Mox just got juicy. <laughs> <laughs> oh Ooh, well, you're funny. not wrong. <laughs> well, and he has been coming out in his little marshmallow suit all the time. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. It's not. Uh, yeah. Mox looks fucking hunked out. Just yeah. a absolute juicy boy you're right (laughs) thank you and he also i just was a really fun promo for some reason about nothing i understood like he just was complaining about how no one would fight him and he at one point said they can have the olympics in japan but i can't go there to fight and i was like yeah baby you're not in the olympics (laughs) i know it's rough but it's true end of that uh we also saw Miro uh so Miro did another redeemer promo and announced who he's going to be fighting next <laughs> finally <laughs> Lee Johnson I guess yeah. that's exciting who also has juicy, juicy tits juicy boy but I mean <laughs> it seems great I don't think that they know what to do with Miro I think that his redeemer yeah. gimmick is fun and I like watching it but I'm like your big feud is, is with Lee Johnson it's been very weird because it has been like so many promos without an opponent, like with the Redeemer stuff, which again, I'm, I'm like loving, but it's like he doesn't have a few, like Lee Johnson feels like a nothing match. It's like he needs someone of equivalent yeah. heft, heft, I want to say. Even though, like, I, I mean, like, I mean that in both a physical and a mental, spiritual heft. Yeah, Spiritual <laughs> heft. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he needs an antichrist. Uh, well, I don't think that's going to be Lee Johnson, whose gimmick I think is like hard worker and unfortunately work, Seems like works nice with Cody boy. Rhodes. Yeah, yeah right. extremely devoted to Cody Rhodes, and it sucks. Um. Hopelessly devoted. Uh, I don't, don't know if that's true. Um, 
yeah, I, I really don't understand. I think we had some good ideas at the top of the show for Miro. So it's like, we just have to acknowledge it's a twink belt. He shouldn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> I think the hard the thing twinks is The twinks need to unionize and take him down. Absolutely. They have to form one enormous one man. We've talked <laughs> oh, about yeah, that. You know what? Did you ever actually... find out what that... Um... No. And everyone was telling me it was Voltron. And it, yeah. I know it isn't because... I, and I think... I'm saying this because it's a real point of pride. I do not know anything about Voltron. <laughs> I know that somehow, like, the phrase cat people comes into play when people talk about Voltron. That is, I don't even know if I'm saying Voltron correctly. That is the extent of my knowledge. And I have held out because <laughs> I could easily have been forced to learn about Voltron at any point in my life when Voltron has existed. But I haven't learned. I like that you were like, we don't have any time. <laughs> and we're like, but I'll give you my type five on Voltron and how okay. I don't know anything about it. All right, Anne. All right. All right. We're moving on. No, I didn't figure it out. Mira's going to fight Lee Johnson. I don't I don't think Lee Johnson is a nice boy. He's I think nice. he's going to get his, probably one of his juicy pecs will be popped. Like Greg's. So the I end, would be next. so upset. Don't speak that Yeah, I don't existence. want that to happen, but I'm just saying. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Brit got, in a way, got her peck popped. She broke her wrist for real. <laughs> she was I'm pretty Nyla upset Rose. about that. Yeah. I know. I'm it. stressed about how many injuries there's been in AEW recently. I don't like, like it. I know. Oh, my faves. I know. Guys, I was I hoping her wrist was just rain because, like, in that one picture, it looked like it was just like a splint, but I guess it's broken. I guess it's broken for real. Uh, uh, the wrists heal, I think, relatively quickly compared to, like, neck fusion surgery, certainly. How quickly is quickly, you know? I don't know, like six weeks. Okay. Well, okay. Six well, that... to eight, maybe. I mean, I don't right. love it, but... No, I, I, think <laughs> that, I think that means that she's not going to oh. challenge anybody at All Out, which kind of sucks. <laughs> now that we're going to All Out, like, I'm just so invested. It's like, if, if they put Kenny and Hangman off, like, till the next pay-per-view, I'd just lose my mind. I'll say that. I'll at say that I really do not feel that that can happen based on everything that they've so. set up i think that would be genuinely it'd be pretty whack. for sure yeah that's um, how they sold us the tickets so whatever <laughs> i love the idea of us like just sending tony khan little dms like, <laughs> reason we Actually, bought the tickets you <laughs> owe me some Did money you know that? <laughs> some tony? cash tony i'd like a refund <laughs> uh i think that they will fight it all out i yeah, will I say so that too. for free um Okay, well, Britt also said that she, basically she was like, I, y'all are injuring me. I need a bodyguard. Uh, and we don't know who she's going to bring in, but it better be a fucking sexy lady. I know. I'm I know. very psyched, yeah. I mean, we recently were talking about how Britt needed friends and mi- Britt needed mm-hmm. minions. And so I was like, please, yes. Yeah. I, know. I know. And we said, like, will this be a Brit mother lover? Will Brit be a mother lover? <laughs> and I did think for Brit to become a mother lover, she would have to go on a journey, which I would love to see. I would yeah. love oh, yeah. to, for her to have yeah. an employee. Well, it would who, be like, a, gradually. It's a like to. <laughs> it's like in a rom com where like a childless woman who's like a little too into her work like <laughs> yeah, gets know. inherits like her niece a and monkey. nephew, and then well, <laughs> oh sure, yeah, <laughs> okay. But also go on, and this then has to grow to love. <laughs> But also consider the Angelina Jolie uh, Maleficent where she sees her new protege and, and is like gross. And then it <laughs> okay. comes to love her and learns her witch powers. Isn't that what we were saying? Same yeah, thing? but I wanted to add a Maleficent thing. To oh, okay. <laughs> Instead of a rom-com. Oh, gotcha. Well, that is, that's kind of a rom-com I mean, in its own way, maybe. True. You know? And I haven't seen it, so I'm not familiar. <laughs> oh, you should watch it. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> okay, we'll get back into this. Uh, great. Well, I can't wait to see who she chooses. I hope it is a beautiful blonde. It, um, that was weird. Ty Conti, okay. it'd be great to get in there. Or uh, I'm, I'd be weird, but no, I, I don't want, see that. I want Sheeta, uh, Ty, and Chris to form a girl gang real bad. I agree. I That'd guess I only say I don't see it because I'm like, I want Ty Conti to do so many things. She's just so fucking sunshiny like every time i see her mm-hmm. i'm like i'm in the best mood right now so i think that maybe that wouldn't but maybe you know when a little sunshine girl and a mean old witch get together who's, who's brick gonna get though like i can't really think of any I don't well know. the thing is that like i can think of like people like women wrestlers in AEW that would be cool but none of them are like particularly charismatic like layla hirsch could like be her mm-hmm. little you know minion but like i don't know that layla can do a 
I mean, Britt can just do the promo, so they'll be great. It'll be a Julia Hart thing. <laughs> yeah, we'll be Julia Hart. <laughs> trust you to be on Not that. Not allowed to talk. <laughs> do her own promos. Uh, okay, well, we'll see what she does. Uh, we also had a Darby Sting promo that was pretty funny for me in that they were making a really big deal about it. And they were like, this is a huge announcement. They said almost nothing that I found interesting. <laughs> they were just like, there is going to be another Chicago Rampage show. I was like, okay. Uh, and Sting or Darby said something that I literally don't remember very was, meaningfully. Best I'll, in the world. Yes. I'm going to fight the best in the world, which apparently, you know, is, is I- very, very, is very meaningful. Yeah, but they well they <laughs> cut away from the promo, and then the commentators were like, "Wow, huge announcement from Darby and Sting," and I was like, "I don't see it, honestly." <laughs> For big dumb girls, <laughs> like it's not actually. But then I did get yeah. on Twitter.com, and uh, everyone really seems to think that if at this point they do not have CM Punk signed, then they are they're in for some basically. Pain pulling yeah. a con yeah. yeah yeah well actually um like i don't know that much about cm punk but i i do know he's from chicago because my brother who has only been watching AEW intermittently because he's on the west coast and the times are awkward but he actually so he texted me to be like have you heard the rumors about cm punk and i was like oh yeah kind of um and he was like well he's from chicago so like he might premiere it all out and it would be a big deal and i was like oh so like i guess he'll premiere at rampage instead (laughs) great well that's okay because um, i don't know anything about him so i don't need to see the man but if he wants to show up at all out he's welcome he's (laughs) the one who had the lawsuits with colt right yeah yeah i do know that uh and that's most of what i know about him yeah that was from a little forbes article i I learned a little bit about cm punk Uh, great. Well, I hope that they do have him. I assume they do. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, do well, they want all fun- the little smarks watching AEW to like rip Tony's little head off? No, it is very funny. The only reason I really said it that way because is because it's so funny to get on Twitter and see people being yeah. like, Huge if, they, if at this point they do not have CM Punk. And I'm like, well, it seems like fairly clear that they do because otherwise they're basically just like shoving their foot in a wasp nest it'd be very funny if they like didn't sign cm punk and like hangman just lost and never had another interaction with kenny and they were just like yeah enjoy us it's actually just tony's way of being like i'm tired of wrestling i'm over it i'm actually putting this hole i'm just gonna burn it into the ground Oh, man. We also, I also put this in here, although it was pretty violent promo. Um, (laughs) Cody was going to do with like a little state of the nation address, which nobody (laughs) wants to hear. So Malachi Black, who is honestly a hero, uh, dive bombed him and beat him up a little bit. And they're just like blasted in at like Cody's head level, which (laughs) apparently side of the screen, which was so funny. Apparently is like his real move because I saw some other gifts of him doing it on like WWE. (laughs) So I like that. What was Cody saying? He was saying something like in these challenging times. In these challenging times. It was something like that where it's like, oh, I can't be hearing that from you right now. (laughs) No, 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 Cody, I don't want to hear what you think about that. No, thank you. And I love uh, that Tony Khan was also sitting there trying to like <laughs> calm it I down. Know. Like I know he said like he doesn't want to be a character on screen that much like Vince McMahon I guess is, but I really love then when you do get like little bits of him. It's really funny. I know because he can't stop himself from being like the weediest little dweeb of all time <laughs> yeah. and he's like, "Hey guys, stop fighting. You're being near the equipment." <laughs> you can just really tell he went to the University of Champaign. Oh, to this day, still one of my favorite things to think about is just little Tony <laughs> Khan at the University of Illinois being like, guys, I got us an espresso for the floor. <laughs> I love him. Oh, man. Uh, so they're going to fight. Uh, it's, uh, as always, just funny. They're like, Cody is the face and Malachi Black is the heel. And like, Malachi Black is a cool guy who did a public service. Like, yeah. <laughs> We're all very grateful to him. I'm sending him an edible arrangement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. I think that at this point, I'm going to say it is dealer's choice. Uh, does anybody have anything they really want to talk about that happened this week? I think we've pretty much covered. We have some time. I mean, we can, we can get into something else. (laughs) I just don't know if it it doesn't necessarily have to be the stuff I put on the main schedule. Yeah. This is how you see how the sausage gets made. (laughs) Good stuff. Good stuff. (laughs) Well, I don't know if we have a little time, we should talk about the Thunder Rosa, Julia Hart match. Just, I mean, very briefly, just that, I mean, I thought it was a really interesting match because Thunder Rosa is so good at making other people look good. 
And Julia Hart is, I think her gimmick is so funny because it's like she's like a ditzy little cheerleader. And a lot of times it covers for when she's not actually that good at wrestling. Like there was a point where she was just like, she got distracted and she was like waving at the crowd because she was so happy. And then she just got absolutely thrown to the floor by Thunder Rosa. And I was like, this gimmick's actually kind of working for her. Yeah. When you made that comment, I was like, that's really smart. That's true. That like, yeah, she has a little built-in cover Yeah. Uh, for, you know, so it doesn't just look like incompetence. Not that it's incompetence, but like yeah. she's young. She's Un- she inexperienced. clearly hasn't yeah. done that much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I really- Julia. I didn't really mean incompetence. <laughs> <laughs> I really miss Thunder Rosa though. I was like so happy to see her back and yeah. also was like, Chris Jericho, this is how you do face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> honestly. Uh, I loved, did you guys hear on, I think it was on Elevation this week when Eddie and like Paul White and Tony Schiavone were talking about Thunder Rosa and they were just being like, Thunder Rosa, it's like, she's small, but when you talk to her backstage, she is eight feet tall. (laughs) And then they both, like Eddie and Paul White both just kept being like, when you can back it up, you can say whatever you want. (laughs) Eddie was so funny on commentary. There was another moment when he was watching like the bunny fight. I don't even remember who he was fighting, but he was, it was like when she was fighting Chris. Chris, that's uh, right. Chris I, and um, and Maddie. That's right. That's right. That's right. I forgot. Or Chris and yeah. T- yeah, yeah, yeah. Ty Conti. But <laughs> Eddie was like, you know who the bunny is? She she's the dot from she's dot from Animaniacs. <laughs> I was like, the moment <laughs> yeah. he said it, that I was, was like, that's correct. correct. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that that was a very that was a great match, and it was a great little commentary sesh. Yeah, I was so mad that Eddie wasn't on commentary for Chuck's match at the end. I know, I, know. That's I was all furious. Did he leave <laughs> for some reason? Did I miss that he left for some reason? Because I thought he came back after he fought. He I did. Wrong. He did. He did come back, but then he was gone again. So I don't know. Maybe he left after uh, somebody else came and did commentary. Oh, fucking uh, Jake Hager came and did commentary when Wardlow fought. Yeah. And when Wardlow came out, they were like, oh, he noticed you. And I was like, guys, that's <laughs> actually romance. <laughs> like, the way that you said School it was. lunch table stuff. It yeah. really was not like, oh, you guys are fighting. It was like, oh, he's got a crush on you. I know. And, Jake, and then they, the camera actually cut to Jake Hager. And Jake Hager is not a good actor. So I think that we were supposed to get that they he was like staring aggressively like a bulldog but instead he was just like look at that hot man up there <laughs> I know. Ooh, look at him <laughs> oh no i know that was just really funny it was a pretty good uh elevation it was it was really fun and the and chuck's was match fun. was really fun too yeah uh he did a lot of crawling around on his knees which he I did enjoyed. a lot of crawling around. he was getting beaten up for a lot of the match yeah. which i loved mm-hmm. um it was pretty funny. They really had some spots. And as you know, of course, I love Chuck. And I think that he's great. And he really pulled. He did some moves that I was like, oh, buddy, you can do it. Yeah. But th- <laughs> they also did a lot of moves where I was like, it's very clear that <laughs> you could get out of this if you want to. But you guys are kind of doing like you're doing a fun little show for us. And thank you so much. Of course, I am. I am loving it. But uh, there was just like they did one of those like spots off the turnbuckle or whatever off the ropes where like chuck just like really gently put his hand on uh on pack's side like to steady them so that he could get flipped over <laughs> like, that's very sweet boys it's collaborative. i love this i love this tender collaborative moment yeah. for you uh okay anything else that you guys want to get into i really just said it before because we did have some for some reason some of this stuff in the in the grab bag section i was like it's pretty fun but yeah. We kind of already said it. There's a lot to talk about. Yeah. I did. I loved Chris and uh, Ty Conti. I thought it was. I know. Their little bit with Aubrey at the very end when they grabbed her hands and did the weave and then curled into her like hug. It was good. It was really good. It was the very end of their match when they were both so excited and Ty Conti did uh, what they call in in Bachelor land a hooju, which is a hug jump (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, on Chris. I was just like, this is the. Honestly, the sweetest, best thing I've ever seen in my entire life is Ty Ray of Sunshine Conti just like jumping into Chris Statlander's arms and wrapping her legs around her. I was just so happy. And every time I see her, I'm happy. And I was thinking all over again. I was like, I can't fucking believe she got let go by WWE during the pandemic. It's insane to me. She's so good. Best butt, best smile, best (laughs) attitude. (laughs) 
I also liked that on uh, on BTE this week, uh, they were having Dark Order was having that whole argument about which if they won, which tag team was going to get to challenge uh, Matt and Nick and when hangman came out he was like yeah ty and anna and then and <laughs> just started great, talking yeah. about something else i was like absolutely <laughs> i was like hangman, hangman knows what's women's up rights <laughs> yeah i'd kill yeah. for them to be the tag team that challenged the oh my god <laughs> i i mean i would love it and it was like that those would be i was about to say four but it would be three very beautiful people <laughs> <laughs> and nick jackson whom i love <laughs> um Okay, well, I think that unless somebody wants to say something else, that is our show. Woohoo! We made Mentally it. Mentally and physically this week, we will <laughs> be improving. Things will be getting better. And Allie, and we'll have a little session after this. Well, oh, we'll have a <laughs> session. <laughs> a little emotional support session. Emotional okay. support session. Maybe, th- maybe we'll just talk about Maleficent. Life. <laughs> <laughs> sounds a little better. Um, We're turning volume up on good things. Volume, volume down up. on bad things volume down on bad things and uh yeah like hangman we'll be getting back up again yeah so no worries that's what cowboys do yeah that's what cowboys do and you don't have to have a hat (laughs) (laughs) i've been Allie. i've been in and i've been leah and this is tunnel talk our show is produced by marjorie Voinovich. our theme is by chris corkin you can find us on twitter at tunnel talk pod we know that we all know (laughs) our twitter handle and via email at tunneltalkpod at gmail.com Rate, review, subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And please come back next week. 